Good morning for the CJRU Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroixy and debuting on CJRU 1280 AM, I've got artists and director Azania. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I know. First time here, eh? Yes. Well, hopefully not the last. All right. You will become a friend. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So I introduced you as an artist mm-hmm. and I said director. Yes, you did. You, yes, because you like to make your own stories, I do. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So why don't you tell our new listeners and listeners hearing about you for the first time, how did you develop this path? for the arts so my passion for the arts began like singing so I started singing at a really young age I started writing songs at a really young age and that is kind of how I grew the thoughts of like creating my own work um, I didn't even know that singers didn't write their own songs growing up I thought all the singers wrote all of their own songs like I didn't realize that there was like singers and songwriters because like I would just write all of my own stuff so when it came to that that's kind of how it started and then from there I went to like writing my own plays and like, or like writing scenes and then that turned into plays kind of thing and then yeah I just grew from there at like a really young age just always like wanting to be on the stage always wanting to act sing dance things like that Mm -hmm. so who were musical influences growing up who did you like to listen to female or male were you into a Beyonce were (laughs) you into an Ashanti yes or were you none of those I was into all of them I believe Beyonce was actually one of the first concerts I ever went to as a kid I think I was like 12 and it was like at Ontario place like the the theater there isn't even there anymore but that was one of the first people I saw and then after that Rihanna yeah growing up I loved Ashanti I loved um, Beyonce it's funny Nelly Furtado was like a huge influence like she really like dominated like the early 2000s for like anybody in like Toronto her album was the first album like I ever bought so and I listened to it from, like from front to back like her and Timba really just they, they they had really great chemistry so yeah definitely influenced by not just the American girls but again like Nelly Furtado and also Keisha Shante, man. Oh my gosh. Like, I loved Keisha Shante, Fifi Dobson growing up, all of that. So, all right. What was your favorite Nelly Furtado song off of Loose, which came out 17 years ago? Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's interesting. I always was Loose the, the very first one that no, no her, that was the one with, with that, Timbaland because yes. I know everybody's like I'm like everybody's like no that's not that's not the same album it's not the same <laughs> album so I just wanted to make sure. Uh, my favorite one. It's so funny. Like I saw her. She posted Man Eater the other day. Like like which is really good. Promiscuous girl, phenomenal. What was the other one? The one where he goes eh eh, but then it's like he was like in every oh, song. Say so, it right. Yeah, that one. Love. I love how I say two sounds and you know exactly which one I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, like literally between like Man Eater, Promiscuous Girl, Say It Right, like literally. I could listen to those three songs like over and over and over again. All so. right. Would you sample a song from Nelly Furtado if you got the green I, light? I was about from to say, her? if I had the money, then <laughs> absolutely. But again, I don't have that money. But not now. But right. Eventually I will. Because, you know, we got to speak positively in the future. We got to speak it. We got to speak it into existence, <laughs> is what the kids say. So. And which one would you sample, though? Ooh. I could see you mm. sampling Promiscuous Girl. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it'd, it'd be really cool. Cool. I think Promiscuous Girl and, and like definitely Say It Right. Okay. The Say It Right could be like a cool slow down thing. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. Now, today's artists, who are you influenced by? And I didn't hear no male R&B artists. What about the males? I listen to a lot of, like, European artists. So, okay. like, I love Jacob Banks. He's okay. one of my favorite artists. I saw him perform here um, a few months ago. Just, like, really, really dope artist. Nao, who is female, but she's, like, a really dope, like, um, mm-hmm. European artist. Um, and then, it's funny, my friend was showing me um, someone the other day. I think it was, like, I think his name was Omar Apollo. I cannot remember if I got that wrong. I'm sorry. But I thought that that was really, really cool, the music he was showing me. So, okay. yeah. I swear, I don't, like, people always ask me, like, what are you, who was the artist that you're influenced by? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm influenced more so by, like, specific songs, specific sure. sounds. So I might, like, listen to an artist's song and I might, like, love it, love it, love it. Mm-hmm. So there's an artist that, um, just put out a song called Breaking Point and it's like really really phenomenal I think it's Leon Thomas is his name and like Leon's been like ghostwriting for like a lot of people in the industry if you know so Uh, just like things like that like I really like listening to like specific songs of artists so So the male artists is would we say Chris Brown would we say Tank Um, I don't listen to a lot of Chris Brown truthfully Uh, sorry (laughs) I I don't Um, but yeah like definitely Tank I mean he doesn't it's just like a lot of old school R&B so okay okay Okay, so now you're single, right? Mm It's been released. You yes. did all the video directing yourself. Yeah, you did I, I did everything. have a lot, I did have some help. So I had okay. like a really dope uh, first like two people who kind of like were first ading, but also were my eyes on set. So mm-hmm. um, they like really helped me in terms of like figuring out shots. And I think what was so cool about like being a director, I always say when you're a director, you're the captain of the ship. And so obviously I can't see myself when I'm in something. So when it came to certain shots, like I really had my two friends like take over in terms of like editing a one shot or if there's another shot and we're like how are we gonna get this because i play four different characters in the music video mm-hmm. you know it, it's giving very much like orphan black <laughs> but um there was one shot where i had to be in the shot you know twice and we did, we did not have the editing skills to really do that so my friend yasmin she really took over um in terms of how like editing that scene and then i have a friend um ivano antonio he was really dope and edit and like directing another scene as well right so yeah i think just i was like the head director but definitely was able to delegate and also just if someone had an artistic vision they're like don't worry I got this I'm like please take the lead so mm-hmm. I think that's like the important part of being a director is knowing when to step forward and when to step back mm-hmm. and when to step back and when you step back how does that feel when you step back and say okay this is good now it's all about trust so like I trust those two artists mm-hmm. so it was just really easy and also because I'm acting in it it was nice to have somebody either direct me or if I'm in hair and makeup direct like another actor like well I can't do that just because again it was like a micro budget it was like a one day shoot we shot the whole thing in one day all one location but just like dressed it up to make it look different so okay now what is your single about in case listeners want to know is yeah. it about steaming R&B love steaming or? sexiness no <laughs> um, my single is called Scars okay. so it is an ode to you know black love and the black love movies that you know we all know so one of them is Love and Basketball the other Coming to America and so I play the lead, the lead females in both those, you know, movies, but it's kind of like a staged retelling. And so essentially it's about, you know, actor Azania or maybe like real life Azania and how she is watching this play unfold in front of her. But the guys are not really given it. They're kind of being assholes. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that word. But. And so she, through watching this, she realizes that, you know, ultimately you got to just love yourself. And, you know, you, when I first wrote the song, Love on All Your Scars, um, I was thinking of it like singing it to another person like singing it to a guy like let me just love you you know you know despite everything like just 
like let your guard down but then as I was like writing the treatment for the video I realized like no I'm really speaking to myself I gotta let my own guard down I gotta love myself so yeah mm-hmm. there, are, there are layers to that mm-hmm. how does it feel loving yourself it feels so good <laughs> honestly it feels so good I feel like I'm entering into this new stage this year of just like loving myself passionately wholeheartedly you know I said this year I'm gonna be delusional and it's like working a little bit so <laughs> yeah now to the ladies listening to the song mm-hmm. or maybe to the brothers what do you want to tell them where they don't love themselves you know I'm gonna take a page from RuPaul's book and say if you don't love yourself how the hell are you gonna love anybody else <laughs> kind of thing I know that wasn't exactly what he said but I think that loving yourself is really hard you know it's an active choice that you make every single day you wake up and you choose to love yourself so it's not easy and don't get down on yourself if it's not an easy thing if it doesn't come naturally because I think like for me it was so easy to look at my flaws and to point them out and to be like how do you guys not see this I can see it but it's like no we're all human beings we're all on the same you know playing field in this world so you know and ultimately people want to see you win it doesn't feel that way but people really do want to see you win so just gotta be you do you live your best life Mm -hmm. and love myself while I'm listening to the song yes love yourself while you're listening to the song scars okay okay and I'll be healed right I mean hopefully if not I'm gonna have to come up come out with another song I don't know I have a few songs and I'm in the studio all right scars too maybe all right maybe it'll be like maybe it'll be healing we have scars and we'll have healed all right yeah do we like to talk about romantic and passion and you know we do sometimes I feel like I talk too much about romance in my songs I have some new songs coming and I haven't put out any of like my sad girl songs yet like any of my Adele type songs but I have a few of them in the vault and like they're really sad so I know my heart has been broken oh well (laughs) a time or two we're gonna get your heart mended yes it's gonna heal that's why I'm loving myself. <laughs> That's why we have to listen to Scars, yeah. right? Okay. So that I can, you know, be happy. <laughs> now, is there anything in your music that you haven't talked about yet that you're thinking of exploring in the future? Mm. Um, I think, like, once I have touched on all, like, the romantic topics, I definitely want to, you know, perhaps, like, even get like more political in my music like I know that that was something that someone had asked me the other day and I'm like that's so interesting like I'm very political in the art that I make and in my filmmaking so maybe that's why I don't feel like I need to be so political when it comes to like the music that I make definitely I think just figuring out that realm because it's like still foreign to me could be like really interesting and cool right okay we'll look out for that are we gonna look out for an EP or an album in the future yes so I, I can't say when I mean I think this year I'm definitely gonna drop a single or two for sure um i have a single called no one that i'm hopefully gonna drop this year but we'll see we'll all see right. if it all comes together it's not alicia keys no no <laughs> no <laughs> yeah no I, it's so funny i wrote a song i called it sorry to bother you and everybody's like is this because of drake i said no it's because of the movie <laughs> the the boots riley movie sorry to bother you that's where it comes from but i'm trying to say i don't know if people will get that reference all so right we'll not see. not because of drake right? not because of drake okay boots riley guys see all the right. movie sorry to bother you all right yeah. but we could do a remix with drake can't we I mean, we hey Drake, call me. We could always <laughs> we can always do a remix. <laughs> and we sure. could add a rapper. Could we add a rapper? Like, do you think Drake would work, or would we want like today's rappers? Or do uh, we wanna... Drake, so Drake is no longer today. He, he's he he's oh. lived through his heydays. Is that, is that what, what like what has happened? Like, do we want somebody younger? Is that, yeah, what, that's, is that what you're I'm, trying to say? Hey, listen, me and do we Drake want are someone the same. not in their thirties. Like, is that, is that what me it is? and Drake are the same age? Okay. So I'm proud to admit that. But I mean, okay. do we want a Cardi B? Do we want an 
Ice Ooh, Spice. Are you asking Wee-Wa. me who I would collaborate with? Yes, if there's a remix and you decide to go the hip hop route. Ooh, I want to collaborate with like Toronto artists. Okay. So yeah, there's right. a lot of really dope Toronto oh, artists. Would we collaborate? Maybe go older with Cardinal Official then. I think it would be so cool. I think Cardi should, you know, like collaborate with like the Hawaii Mighties and the Tobies of today because I think that that would just be really cool. So. All right, I would yeah. collaborate with you, but I can't rap. Okay. Oh, but wait. If you, if you can hold a tune, you can do a background vocal, your little hum. I can sing. Oh, then okay, great. Yeah. All right, you could have me in the background. Yes. Okay? Amazing. No one. Okay. No one. Hit it. No one. Okay, notes. Love it. <laughs> okay, notes. So let's get to know your story writing, right? Mm-hmm. Because you've directed your music video, right? Mm-hmm. So let's get to know the movies or the documentaries you want to write about mm-hmm. or the stories of black love or black people that you want to talk yeah. about. So I um, did a documentary. It's a short doc. It's called The Idea of the Black Dollar. And it looks at the sustainability of brick and mortar ownership through the eyes of black women. So that was something that was cool. I did during the pandemic, um, specifically about women who have sustained their brick and mortars through the pandemic or have opened up a new brick and mortar during the pandemic because in the age of Amazon, it's like, why would you even think to do such a crazy thing? But essentially what I want the takeaway to be is to buy black. And so I want people to watch the doc, fall in love with these women and say, I want to go out and support and I want to buy from them. And so that that is kind of the push. That's the takeaway that I want people to get from that. And in terms of the documentary world, I do have a document, a full feature doc, which would, would, would be my first full feature future doc called Durham versus the people it's about um the idea of like home ownership through the eyes of black people um inflation redlining um specifically from a like black Toronto perspective but also why it's called Durham versus the people is because it takes a look at racism and as well as like prejudices that we as black homeowners have to go through when purchasing a home when selling a home you know we know that our homes get appraised at lesser values if they see like black pictures and like the hallways things like that And so the Durham region used to be the place where black people would escape from Toronto to buy cheaper homes. And when you look at what's happened in like 2016, 2017, the housing market just flew up and homes doubled in price. So Durham region is no longer that like safe haven and people are having, it doesn't matter who you are, you're having to move either, you know, an hour north or an hour east or west from Toronto. And even now an hour isn't enough. And so that juxtaposed with, you know, all the things that happened, we see what happened with like DeFonte Miller. Right. And that was in Whitby. Um, you know, there was a gentleman that went to like a high school in Pickering and then his yearbook quote was changed to a racist quote. And so we look at the Durham region as this beautiful, beautiful place. Like some of the best hikes I've ever gone on have been in like the backyard of like the Toronto Zoo leading into Pickering. Like so gorgeous. But also faced with all, all this like racism and underlining. It, you, I know you are nodding your head because you're like, girl, I went through it when I was in Pickering. I, 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 I actually went through it. What do you call it? Even in high school, I went through all the isms. Exactly. And, and, and high so school. it's like, so where do we as black people live if we can't live in a place like Durham that is only like half an hour out of the city right. was supposed to be that safe haven. And Ajax has the highest population per capita of black people in wow. all of, I think, I think Canada. And yet we're still faced. So the place that has the highest population per capita of black people in all of Canada, we're still faced with the racism. Where can we go? That's what that's what that documentary is about. And then I have a narrative documentary. Currently, the working title is called Scarborough's Love. Yes. And it's a 19. 
1985 Scarborough Love Story, Malvern versus Galloway. It's good. It's a it's, it's a modern day me. Black Caribbean <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. So all right. Yeah. So who's the Romeo and who's the Juliet? I don't know. I, I gotta find them. I'm I'm hoping to direct that one. So I'm hoping to do it as a short first, and then maybe get some eyes and ears on it, and then do it as a full length feature. But I'm writing the script myself, so I've written the short. So then I gotta go on and you know finish the full script. But that's like the next immediate project that I'm working on that I'm really excited about and hopefully who knows you know if you if you are a light-skinned mediums to small builded Trinidadian man hit me up I will cast you in my short and if you are are a beautiful dark-skinned black woman hit me up I will cast you in my short so yeah all right but what if you're a light-skinned Jamaican and St. Lucian well, if you all, as long as you can pull off a Trinidadian accent, then. <laughs> okay, well, maybe I can't pull off a Trinidadian accent. I can't. Oh, <laughs> no, it was it, it was a it was a. It was an attempt. It was an attempt. It was an attempt. Okay. But yes. people experiencing racism, right? And they watch your documentary when it comes out. What do you want to tell them? I want to tell them that you're not alone, that we're stronger together, and, you know, that we as you know, people of the African diaspora, we go through many different forms of microaggressions, many different forms of the isms, you know, and the phobias. And so ultimately, I believe that it was always their idea and in their best interest to separate us and to make us feel like we're different, you know, make the people from the Caribbean different than people from Africa, make the African Americans different than people from Nova Scotia but ultimately we are all the same we're all one group and so I think we're stronger together so just I think sticking together is like the biggest thing mm. knowing you're not alone that's a thing it's like misery loves company but also knowing you're not alone through your struggles I think is really powerful right 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 now what do you want to tell, tell the haters that they don't think there isn't racism because there are people that live in a delusional world oh, yes you know I think <sighs> If you saw the letter that Julie Black was emailed um, from it, this, I believe it was an Indian woman, um, and the woman in the letter disclosed her race, saying, basically calling her a, Julie Black a monkey for changing one word in the national anthem. And it was in to on. That, that, like, think of it. She, instead of saying in, she said on. And, oh, sorry, instead of saying and, she said on. on. My apologies. Instead yeah. of saying and, she said on. You know, three letters to two. Something, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that that inflicted so much hate, so much, you know, discussion, so much turmoil, so much um, racism. She was accosted, you know, because of that change. And everything that she said was accurate. Everything she said was true about, you know, the song. I, I think it should be permanently changed that so if you look at the history here in Canada there is so much history if you open a book I remember I took a woman's studies course and just reading letters that black women would write back to their families um, about when they came here a lot of them spoke about how technically here in Canada they had the law to protect them but that the racism here was far worse than in the north in America far worse than what they had experienced in New York or Michigan or any of those places so it's just it's really interesting that in Canada Canada, maybe because the country's so big, I don't know, we can really live in our own little bubbles and pretend that racism doesn't exist. But I I myself have gone through, you know, have felt racism, have felt microaggressions in, in many different settings in the workplace, in public settings. And I challenge you to ask any of your friends, any of your 
friends of the African diaspora if they've ever in their entire lives have not experienced racism and I guarantee the answer is no I have experienced racism so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah we can't all be lying no yeah. no no we can't um did you have a message for your fans that have followed you through your journey of acting of mm-hmm. singing what do you want to tell them um for everybody who has followed my journey I want to say thank you it's definitely still going you know I haven't released music in a minute I did release a single again scars that was um a few months ago but before that I hadn't released music for two years um I definitely want to be more consistent in just the releasing of my art whether it be music films things like that and so I'm just like loving everybody's support and again people just want to see you win in life and so I'm really really grateful I'm hoping that you know we can go on this journey of the arts together so mm-hmm. yeah all right did you want to throw out your social media platforms just in case there might be a curious you know listener listening and saying how do I get into the arts how do I push forward my mm-hmm. own projects yeah, absolutely. So on Instagram, my name is Azania Music. That's A-Z-A-Y-N-I-A Music. Um, you can follow me there. And same thing on TikTok, as the kids say, though I'm not that active on TikTok. But again, like this year, I just feel all the positive love. Like I'm definitely going to be putting my music, my art out there more. So yeah, you can follow me on TikTok. You can follow me on Instagram. And yeah. All right. All right. All right. Do you have any final things you'd like to say to CJRU 1280AM? Yes. Go listen to Scars. Scars under my artist name Azania. A-Z-A-Y-N-I-A. And there is a surprise cameo in the end. So definitely, definitely. At at the very least, you aren't really messing with the song. You're going to just find the video really funny. It really is like a piece of art. It's a short film. So definitely check that out, Azania Scars. All right. And the surprise is me at the end. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm joking. All right. It was really great to get to know you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. All right. For CJRU 1280 AM, you can throw out your name again. I'd love to thank Azania. And I also would like to thank the listeners for listening to this episode. Thank you.